Geek Tank is supported by listeners like you. And this is Geek Tank Live, your season finale-sized podcast. Now with more debauchery and ridiculousness. Uh, yeah. So we're live here at first in Wadsworth at the Starbucks, our favorite Starbucks. Yay! For coffee. the last time this season, and we're going to talk. I know you're shocked about fan entitlement. Just been a running yet theme. again. We have. It's weird. It's ugly. Head. Again. A- another and wonderful again. situation. And again. Like an eight-headed dragon. Yeah. So as with most of our shows, we'll remind you that when we talk about the motor pool, we're talking about the people who have joined us on our Facebook uh, live cast. You can join us, too, at uh, 8 o'clock on Tuesdays, which may change well, depending on how season. next time... So or whatever, <laughs> so goodness knows what we're going to do next year. We'll, so We'll post before it happens. But I'm getting into the habit of saying it, so just bear with me. Fine. Rawr. Okay. So, some of us have not seen Game of Thrones up to this point. So, there will be no spoilers in this. So, we so ask please, for those of you in the motor pool, All please. of you in the motor pool, yeah. please, please don't give spoilers. Please. So, I just want to point something out. Um, two weeks ago, I was in L.A. for a concert, yeah. and during that time, I got spoilers for Game of Thrones, Avengers was spoiled, I got back, and another episode of Game of Thrones was spoiled for me, and more of Avengers, so they, I uninstalled they, Facebook from my phone. I was going to say, were they spoiled in person or on Facebook? They were all spoiled on Facebook. So and I, I, have to, I have to avoid Facebook if I don't want spoilers on that? I started a Wii fight with somebody on Facebook, and I was like, listen... Avengers has been out for literally two weeks. Can we... I thought we were going to keep Facebook spoiler-free and, like, all support each other and sing it in our own time because we're all busy people. And immediately, guy comes back... A guy. A guy. Not guy. But a guy comes back and is like, it's been the number one worldwide-selling movie. Blah, 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 blah. You should have seen it already. And it's your own fault. And it was like, thanks. Bye. I pushed the off button. I have not looked back. So... Y'all can message me on Facebook, but I'm not going to be around so for a while. What's interesting, I can't remember the show or the person because I don't keep up with daytime shows or reality shows, mm-hmm. but some reality celebrity person was a guest on some daytime show. Not to be confused and, with a guest. <laughs> and she said, I can't believe the way Game of Thrones ends. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. And you could hear the audience just gasp. And she's like... Oh, you guys haven't seen it yet? It was just on last night. Didn't everybody watch like true fans do? And she just like wow. the audience for her spoiling the show for them. Super not cool. And I have a friend 
who I went to go see the BTS show with, and she is very big about, like, she runs a reaction channel. So her thing is, is if she hasn't seen something and, like, a tweet comes out from BTS or from somebody else with, like, a clip or, like, a still from that, she doesn't want to see that until she has seen it, and then she'll comment on it because she runs that react channel. That's her definition of a spoiler is anything at all. And I get that now. Um, and I actually kind of developed a policy. Unless I'm like at the movie theater, I'm not going to watch movie trailers anymore. And for episodes of shows like Game of Thrones, I'm not going to watch the prequel like next time on Game of Thrones. I'm not going to watch that anymore because I'm already going to go see the thing. I'm going to watch the show or I'm going to go see the movie. And the trailer or the next on isn't tailored to me. It's tailored to start rumors it's tailored to start a buzz to get people who don't want to see that normally so I feel like it sets up too many expectations for me and then I get disappointed and I just want to go in with no expectations so I'm just not going to watch trailers anymore I want to live that spoiler free life yeah <laughs> I remember the trailer for Die Hard 2 had the final scene in the trailer yeah which of course I remember details like that so when I saw it at the, I'm like, well, I haven't seen that scene yet. I guess I know how this is going to end. So. Well, there are a lot of comedy films where they'll put the funniest parts in the movie in the trailer, and then I can't live through that moment. I can just, I'm just like, oh, I saw this in the trailer. You know, what the the hardest part for someone who remembers every detail is is when trailers come out before the final cut of the film. A lot of times, mm -hmm. and they'll take stuff out of the film that was in the trailer. And they're like, like, oh, where is it? <laughs> scene? And then people claim false advertising, but really, what they're doing is they're trying to spin it so that you'll go see it. And that's for the non-targeted audience. So I'm just going to, I'm done. I saw the trailer for Star Wars, and I really didn't want to see that. And I cried through the whole dang thing right in front of Avengers. And I was just like, dang it. Like, I have expectations now, but fine, whatever. It's going to so, be good. So fan entitlement. What's fan entitlement, guy? I, I see you. You're going to pass this back to me. Fan entitlement. So, <laughs> this is when a fan or group of fans believes that they are entitled to their version of a show. Mm -hmm. We've gone through this already with Discovery and Star Trek in general. We've already had to go through this addressment with the, the Klingons aren't the right way, mm -hmm. the uniforms aren't the right way, Star Trek <laughs> isn't the right way, um, yada, yada, yada. And... I keep thinking that, in general, my my feeling is, as a Trekkie, if I can roll with the punches on these guys, you guys can too. Especially yeah. since the, I... Where's the line between entitlement and having an opinion that you're entitled to? Well, I feel like having an opinion is one thing. Mm -hmm. Trying to do harm to the show... Right. That's where you start... For those of you anything unaware, who anytime you try to do harm to the show, and this can be anything from what we're about to talk about mm -hmm. to even just going out there all the time in the threads and just raining on everything. One of the things that bothers me about Discovery is that there is these anti-Discovery people. So every time CBS posts say, "Hey." Next year on Discovery, we're going to have purple horseshoes. It doesn't matter what. Yeah, the comments, the, the comments are, I'm not paying for Discovery. I hate the Klingons. I'm not paying for Discovery. I hate the Klingons. And it's like, we get it. Don't 
I mean, it's that's like, fine. You can just fine. be like, hey, I don't and really love this, and I'm not going to pay for to, it. I'm not do you have to it. say that every time CBS mentions the word? Discovery? Amazingly enough, none of these shows make you watch them. Right. I know. Like you could and actually just while, go outside, like, or like write your own book. George Lucas has never made me watch Phantom Menace once. Ooh. And you have, you have Are you your, sure? You have, sure? He never like kidnapped have, you, took been, you to Lucas Ranch, and made you watch Phantom no. Menace. That was but just me. Okay, fine. I have felt like I. You are a great example of, of non-fan entitlement. Mm-hmm. You don't like one, two, and three, but I have never felt like you need to go shoot somebody <laughs> like you, right? And every time I bring up Star Wars, you don't feel like you have to interject how horrible one, two, and three is. I'm just saying. I usually only say it when someone brings up one, two, and three. Right, when right. They bring, and like even it. then, we're over here just like it was horrible, but okay. Even then, when we bring up one, two, and three, it's only when we go, "What did you think about one, two, and three? That you go, "I didn't like it." Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, here's my fanfic of how it should have been, right. <laughs> which actually was pretty cool. I've got to say, <laughs> your fanfic but, was pretty awesome. But it's um, it's one of those things where it's. The, the, this is the height of fan entitlement that I have seen in a long time. You said there's three different petitions now? Because I only know of the one. Three. So there's three petitions that people started in rejection of season eight of Game of Thrones. So the, right to list off which the ones first they one is my favorite. Okay, so understand that I'm going to make sure that Chelsea does not say I won't spoil it. I super stuff. promise. So um, the first one is that um, season eight should be the best season ever, right? But season eight, episode three, The Long Night, which is the Battle of Winterfell, which we have built up to, so it's not a spoiler. So it's not a spoiler. Is too dark, and they didn't explain enough things, so go back and redo the whole thing. Rehire everybody. I have to say that that is probably the best episode of Game of Thrones. Hmm. It was... Of season eight or the whole, all seasons? Of all of it. Hmm. It was intense. I had to take breaks. I had to sit there for a minute and rewatch things to see if I could see all the things because there's a lot going they on. Bivouac? It was so a little bit dark. Everybody was intense. Like the the no, some people were just standing outside. The filming, like it was a little bit dark, so it's hard to see some things. But I think that was done for a reason, and it plays off very nicely. The budget is definitely cheaper on the budget to. Also, given the way battles work and the the things that I have studied and and talking to, you know, Tyler, who has done a lot of historical research, and he also enjoyed the episode a lot. So there's a couple stupid things in there, but it's television. Now, my my problem that season eight did, and this is no spoilers, is I feel that characters made choices that seasons one through seven set up those character arcs to not make those choices. Mm. And so I felt that there was a disconnect between the showrunners and the people checking that. And an example would be if this was their very first battle ever, Mm -hmm. I would have been fine with all the choices they made. As it was, I'm like, do these people not know how... This works. Yeah, there there were a couple oversights here and there, and I think it's just because of the weight and the pressure of everything, which they did build up to. You're gonna make stupid mistakes. Like they're not gonna yeah. be perfect. Now, the other thing too is you have to remember that my biggest thing is um, Game of Thrones is the War of the Roses. Yes. And I need to go back and look at my history because it was a very long, bloody history, and after all of the 
darkness, the way that they wrapped everything up, I think they tried to make it different because they knew George R. R. Martin would write it differently. Yes. They've been in talks, they've been in communication, and I think it's very funny and a very big publicity stunt, and this is what I was guessing, is that George was going to wait you know, until his book was finished, talk to the showrunners, they were going to work together to do something different with the show and different with the book. Which he actually has come out and said, "Yeah, I'm going to do something different, fans. Because Don't worry. This is just an opinion from reading the books, and I share this with several women from different reading groups. George R. R. Martin is a little, like, grossly obsessed with Daenerys. I don't think he's going to kill her. Like, I really don't. Or do anything crazy. Because that's a big question. People are wondering who's going to die. Exactly. But I I really doubt that's all the seasons except for seven and eight had Mm -hmm. ten episodes. And this season seven had seven, and season eight had six. Mm -hmm. So I think they suffered by losing those episodes. For the the character development and the story suffered dropping those. I think my issue is they spend too much time on little wrap up things that they needed to, but it feels like you lose time Mm -hmm. because they're doing those little wrap ups. And there's no major payoff because they overextend those little wrap-ups because they have to get them done and they have to make them meaningful. But it's a problem with the editing because it, it's weirdly chopped up because you have so many characters to wrap. Even at, even at the end with season eight, you have so many little loose ends to wrap. They're not going to be able to wrap everything. They're not going to be able to answer everything. Some questions not might be answered by the prequel that they're coming out with. Duh. could. And I'm sorry, but they're not going to, like, wrap up every single little tiny character. Like, you're not going to find out all about Gendry's life. Don't give me details. No names, no genders. Right? So, whatever. She can't do it. I chose chose a tiny character. I know. She can't do it. I'm just saying, they're not going to wrap up every single ending, and they're not going to say, and they lived happily ever after. Or, and, and they died at this point in time. Well, Joe lost a hand. Like, that's not going to happen. I'm but sorry. It, but it wasn't a case of wrapping every single one up. It was a case Reek, of wrapping up ones that made sense. We're not going to talk about Reek. So. And they didn't have a lot of time. There were some questionable decisions made, but the showrunners have been with this for a really long time, mm-hmm. and the writers have been with this for a really long time, so I trust their judgment, and I'm honestly not going to judge them for it. I fall in the middle of the... I think that they dropped the ball, but it wasn't so enjoyable that I turned it off and walked away. Yeah, I was fine. So, I just didn't care anymore. I was like, please let this end. I'm so I tired like of the this show. Were in that same I'm boat so <laughs> tired. And the the actors have been with this from the from the very beginning and just listening to all the different interviews and like the people who are playing these characters. You got nothing. Stuff, it was very interesting. It's like the GM rocks fall, so, people die, everybody leave my house. Exactly. So, there is a second petition <laughs> And this, um, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave this one for last, because um, it's great. Um, the, the second one is remake Game of Thrones season eight with competent writers, and basically they're like, oh my god, they're woefully incompetent because they don't have any source material. Yes, they freaking do. They have all the previous books, and they've been in talks with George. Well, that's how they got the job. There's an interesting story that uh, George R. R. Martin was refusing to let any um, place have rights to turn this into a show. Exactly. And he had him come in and he said, okay, tell me what you think is going on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they laid out the big twists that George R. R. Martin was setting up that a lot of people hadn't seen coming. Yeah. Because they yeah. saw it coming, he felt they were the right writers to take over the show. And they did well. I was fine with it. Um, so, so Dave Benioff 
essentially, this guy said, this series deserves a final series. That makes sense. Subvert my expectations and make it happen, HBO. They're not going to. No. Suck it. All right. Uh, this petition has over a million and a half signatures. And I no longer care. And I believe that was the one that Sophie Turner directly addressed and said it was just disrespectful. It's so disrespectful. The the entire cast, crew, the writers, like they've all put work into this and they do give feedback on their characters. Lena Hetty, who plays Cersei, has said multiple times about how she has had influence in certain parts and how she's not happy with certain parts publicly after the fact, but it's the way that they decided to go and after a lot of discussion. I think that's fair. By the way, speaking of Lena Hetty, have you seen Dread? Yeah. She's amazing in that. She's Incredible it, it took me half as the film Mama. To go, I know who she is. Right? It's it's great. It's great. I love her as Mama. She's perfect. You need, you need to see, you need to see it because it has uh, okay. McCoy in it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. Yeah. They need to make another film. Yes. Um, the third is my favorite petition of all time. Because this is the one. Because this was is a joke. A joke petition. <laughs> so uh, this man demands that HBO reshoot season eight. That includes a new creator, a character that he created called Lord Sim Jaredin. He's a 40-something slightly overweight bearded knight of Westeros, a skilled fighter, lover, musician, a wizard, and a um, dragon rider. So, essentially, all the women fall madly in love with him. Over uh, many parts of the season, he beats up the Hound, Jon Snow, Jaime Lannister, and then rescues all the girls using magic or a dragon. He's leaving that up to the writers. Um, he kills all of the adversaries that anybody has a problem with. And then, um, yeah, everybody falls in love with him, and he basically sits on the Iron Throne and unites all of the Seven Kingdoms. I'm signing that petition. That's they hysterical. need to add <laughs> where all the wolves come together and form one giant wolf. <laughs> but two Bull of the wolves wolf. are dead. Wolfatron. Wolftron. <laughs> so, those are the petitions. Honestly, not a lot happens out of Change.org unless it's like a political thing mm. in particular. And a lot of political things don't happen unless they are actually politically sound. Um, the amount of hate and anger coming out of oh, this come is amazing. Oh, come on. Come on, people are so it's, entitled. We spent the, 10 the years with all these characters. To, nah, 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 nah. An Onion article which says that yes. the. the if fans don't like season eight, they can write their own stupid show. Yep. Yes, they can. Which is already happening. There's yeah, I'm actually sure. some decent art where someone did some still images of art of scenes that should have been in season eight. And they're actually really valid scenes, and it's pretty cool artwork. Nice. But, I um, wouldn't mind seeing the artwork. Yeah. But why well, I can't show it to you because it's got spoilers. So okay, well, that's fine. I'll, I'll get After there. I will get there. I'm, I just but need to get there. I was, I've been thinking about the psychology behind this, and it's got to be because they've invested seven seasons into this. They've built up all of this huge thing. It's like me. How many years were we from film eight to film one for Star Wars? Right. I mean, well, and they have their own designs about how they wanted the show to end mm -hmm. and how it looked like it was steering. Yeah. But they're allowed to do twists and turns. That's how these things work. Nothing. Here's the thing. Nothing, nothing that is happened guaranteed. surprised me with what they chose to do, which I was disappointed because mm. I was hoping they would do something that would surprise me. Well, one and, big thing me. surprised me. And one I, big thing. I was honestly shocked and very ecstatic about it. So okay. that's all I'm going to say. You guys can talk about they it They all hit Sundays. Yep. But and everything Saturdays. was fine. Yes. Um, and everyone so, died of old age. So one of the things that, as a writer, and especially since I spent the last three days going through my large story arcs and tying pieces together on my big story arcs, 
Yes, just like that. All in quotes. Oh, there's a fourth one, but I don't care. I always worry about these things, you know, where you get to the last page of the, the, the comic or whatever, or your story, and your fans are going to go, no, I'm going to go to change.org and say, strike guy's last page of his story. You, you know, it's just like, how do you feel as a writer on that one? And you're like, I think when you get that big, that sucks. you got to expect it. You know what the best thing is about all this, though? If you are so upset and you want your ending, go write it mm-hmm. and post it how on fanfiction.net. Seriously, that's Game what of Thrones. that's what fanfiction is for. Right. How many people well, watch Game of Thrones? At least a million and at least a million, million and a half. That's well, yeah, 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 but that'd be one hundred percent wrote they signed this petition. How many people? No idea. Because I mean millions. that's but millions. Millions of people. But I mean, was this one percent? I don't know. To be honest, there's let only three hundred million people in in America. I do so. have a friend who thought all of Game of Thrones sucked. And that only the seasons one and two were held together because of good acting. And then when those actors weren't there anymore, it stopped holding together anymore. Mm-hmm. 19.3. Oh, 19.3 million viewers. So you have 1.5 who signed this bad. petition. I mean, so if you if you if you oh. think about that, that's still. I mean, one in... I mean, if that's every... every, every if everyone who was upset signed it, which if every, yeah, I, we I mean, can't assume everyone. I have a question. Because you know a whole bunch of people probably just signed it because they Don't thought care. it was fun. Where's the, hey, MCU people, rewrite Avengers Endgame because it didn't end the way I wanted petition? Well, I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to go so look. I'll have to write it after I see it. Yeah. Trey. <laughs> starts writing. I would assume that less people were upset about it. Because I was honestly upset about a lot of that movie. Yep, there we go. Right there. Right there. Ooh. Did you find a petition for it? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Make adventures four hours long? The hell? Hang on. You haven't seen it, so... I haven't seen it, so I, okay. can't, I can't look. Um, I mean, there's... No, they're all the joke ones about sure. Ant-Man jumping up Thanos' butt and then exploding him from if the inside out. If you want to see out. someone's drink really small and jump into someone's body orifice, wait for the boys to come out. Right. Because <laughs> that happens. That's something um, that's going to happen. I am intentionally not looking at Chelsea's computer. Um, but honestly, let's talk a for little bit about Avengers? this, though. Jesus. Yeah, this is another one for so Ant-Man. We've got a whole bunch of... We've got a whole bunch of... Um, what happens when something that you love gets twisted and perverted? It's okay to be Troy. Mm-hmm. I'm already twisted and perverted. Yeah, you're already twisted and perverted. But it's okay to be Troy and say, I hate episodes one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Not a problem. I hate, I them hate too. Into Darkness. Yeah, you do. I have said you this. Tried so you're hard so not to rude. I, I loved it so much. I know. I know. I hated, I hated that one. That I one, loved it for what it was. You, could, you love it only the way a mother could love her. <laughs> <laughs> I love it the only way I could love my ugly child, yes. Yes, the elephant man of the show. Um, and, you know, and, and, and it's like all of the other Star Trek movies, I will rewatch even five. Would, but, you, re- would you rewatch four? 
We watch what? Star Trek Four. I love, I love Star Trek Four. The one with the whales. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that one. Oh wait, no, that's not. This is literally the one where they take the whales. Home. Yeah, take it's the like whales. It's like the home. most hated film. By everybody who's not. I actually just like Nemesis more. Yeah, oh, Nemesis is pretty bad. I like was, Nemesis I so much. I didn't hate Nemesis. I just disliked it more. This is my problem. Like, I like all like the really weird Star Trek films. Like, I love Genesis and Nemesis <laughs> and Into Gen, Darkness. The next Gen one with um, the hippies, the hippie planet. Oh, oh Insurrection. Insurrection. Insurrection, was, Insurrection is the one I hated the worst because the villain, Master Evil Plan, was to take everyone off their planet and put them on a duplicate version of their evil planet. Right. And I'm like, just shoot them into space. <laughs> you're, you're a villain. Why? So oh it, the, my God. the villain films are made by the villains, and that mm-hmm. villain was not a villain to me. So right, um, my biggest thing about like the Star Trek films is all of them except for Into Darkness. I watched as a kid, and so I just liked them when I was a kid because I didn't like. It makes a big difference. And then I watch know. them now, and I'm like, these are so dumb, but I love them so much. <laughs> but I mean, let's say let's say the a Star Trek <sighs> redo of Toss comes out official, an official Toss remake. And they have Spock screaming at the top of his lungs and punching people in the face and just not acting very Spock-like with no explanation whatsoever. Like, it would be upsetting because there's this whole canon of how he's supposed to be. Right. And I think if you take that into a small microchasm with Game of Thrones, it's this thing where they get to the end and they go, well, you set all this stuff up, making it feel like you were promising this, mm-hmm. and then when you got there, all of everything that came before messed with what came after. And yeah. I can understand the dislike for that. I don't understand 1.2 million, 1. million people sending a petition dislike for it. But then I guess people would do the same for Star Trek. If right. they completely... Well, and that's, that. that's what's happened, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we get... I keep talking about this over and over and over with Star Trek, with the fans on the, on the, on the forums, which I probably just shouldn't engage, but I do. Um, <laughs> Never read the comments. Right. Never read the forums. Um, just to walk away. But it's it's... It's the 21st century. We are way past cardboard sets. Mm-hmm. And there's no way you're going to get an award for best set design by making your show look like a cheap 1960s television show. Right. There's no way. So you've got to update everything. You've got to make everything look more advanced. You've got to do better. And you've got to push the boundaries. And you've you know got what to spin I love? The camera around 360 times. What I loved because about that's the way it is like, today. And, disco and, though, like so you have, you have the original Star Trek, with costumes that were very prominent in like the 60s and 70s, right? Those costumes are a little cheeky, but they're nowhere near as cheeky as the British television show. It was like UFO or UFO. something like that, where you have you can see pubes and nips through everything for the women and you see a lot of ball sacks from the men I'm not going to pull punches so you see these Star Trek uniforms (laughs) from the 60s and 70s so you see that you get updates you know um, Toss came out in the 80s right so like no the original series? That's I'm sorry. Six, not Toss. I mean, uh, next Gen. Next, next Gen. gen came sorry. Out in the 80s, Se- next Gen came out in the 80s, and they were kind of 80s-ish, right? They were like 80s sci-fi, right? And now you have Disco, and Disco is set in the modern age, and everybody's in like tennis shoes and super comfy like pants and jackets. It follows the theme. In my well, mind, you have to think that. about... Storytelling is the same way. Exactly. You have to think about, is this if this is someone's first trek... 
that they sit down and watch what's going to be their opinion of it. And so you can't have it built entirely off of what everybody from the 60s loves mm -hmm. in that show because it's not going to jive with a new you audience. can't. Because honestly, like, going back and watching the original series, I was like, eh, this is all right, but I don't know if I love it. But that pushed boundaries in the 60s and 70s, and that's fine. You know, Next Gen in the 80s pushed boundaries. Freaking people were upset about Captain Janeway, for Christ's sake. Get over it. It happened. <laughs> like... I was upset about Deep Space Nine for forever and a day, and I finally watched it and stopped being upset about it. Right? I mean, <laughs> it's like, it's those things that, I mean, it, it's the show that's the thing. You come in with so much prejudice and pre-made opinion, and, I, like, even I backed off on that with Deep Space Nine, because I came into Deep Space Nine going, they're on a space station... How much stuff What's going to happen on space on Station? Station? A lot. Okay? A lot, actually. And Odo is now one of my favorite characters, and I really appreciate the show, and I watch it a lot, like, while I'm cooking or while I'm doing something. And Tyler has started watching it with me. I can't watch it without him. He yells at me. It's great. So, like, we, we bought it over the this show, right? So, there's the, I came in with all that prejudice, and I didn't watch it for 27 years of my life. <laughs> Because meh, 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 meh. Yeah. Right? And you missed out. I missed and, out. And a lot like of a people, lot. That's, that, that was actually <laughs> something that I will say every time when we get into these arguments is when Next Gen started, I hated it because I didn't like Wesley Crusher. I'm the same age as Will Wheaton. Like two days different than Will Wheaton. <laughs> His birthday is the 29th of July, and mine's the 31st of July. Oh, snap. And so we now really are literally... So when you see Wesley Crusher on the bridge, I was like, I could be on the bridge. So I hated Next Gen. You jelly. I was yeah. totally jealous because I was a freaking 14-year-old. Right? Right? You're like, I want to be on Star right? Trek. Come on. I, I could do so a better aggravated. job. Um, and then when, when uh, Deep Space Nine came out, Babylon 5 was opposite it. And I was like, Babylon 5 is a much better show. They're, this is a knockoff of Babylon 5. When Voyager came out, I said, this is Battlestar Galactica. This is a knockoff of... Space. Right? It's, it's Lost in Space, <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. And so I didn't like it either. When Enterprise came out, they were violating oh. canon left and right and left and right and left and right. Now, looking back on all of those things with... Every one of those, it took until about the third season of every one of those shows before I warmed up to it. Mm -hmm. And all I look back on is I wasted the first three years of sitting there enjoying the show. Right. And so with Discovery, I said, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. I am not playing that game. I'm not going to sit here and start out by going and nitpicking and getting into every little thing. I wasn't thrilled with the Klingons. I wasn't really thrilled with the Klingon ships. Mm -hmm. That was my biggest complaint, was the ships and the Klingons in the first season. You were thrilled with Shaniqua Martin-Green, though. Yeah, she was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people were pissed about Shaniqua Martin-Green. It's like, weren't you watching Walking Dead? She did great in that. She did awesome there. She They're just mad character. that she's a woman. I'm sorry. Like, you can't be a strong woman. Fuck off. Of course, I'm a Michelle Yao fan. That's my yeah, one. Well, once That's my her, one. Once they put her in there, yeah. that just added to this whole like, thing. I can't not watch it. Yeah, no. See, and but, here's like, but the thing but, is that sorry. with, with Shinuka Martin-Green, um, I noticed that so many people talk about her like she can't act, she adds nothing to the show, she can't. And I'm like, 
you're not watching the same show I am. Yeah. And I'm like, you're really not complaining about her. You're complaining about something else. You've got to be. Because she can act. She does hold the show. Um, I think the only real complaint that I've got is, that, that, that's valid, is my my wife who complains that she's the worst Vulcan ever. She is a bad Vulcan. But, <laughs> but she's she Vulcan. loves her. She still loves her. She loves Michael Burnham. She just thinks she's a horrible Vulcan. And I keep reminding her that, well, yeah, that's I mean, true. Technically, she's not even half Vulcan. She's not even. She's not even any Vulcan. She yeah, was she's, brought to. She, she, was, she was brought to Sarek and Amanda she's, at she's fourteen. She was an intern. An intern. She at was Vulcan brought Academy. at fourteen. So. so, my 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 big complaint happened in season two, where I felt they broke her character of the. Okay, I have a problem. I'm going to punch it. That's right. not working. Okay, I have another plan. I'm going to punch it. Yeah, I know. Okay, that wait. Kind plan of two's too. not working. I've got a third plan. I'm going to punch it. Okay, punching it didn't work the first, second, or third time. Wait, I've got it this time. I've got time. a new one. I've got a new plan. I'm going to punch it. Right. And then it worked the fourth time. And I'm like, that's, she thinks she should have thought her way out of that situation. Yeah, I was getting kind of a little tired it's such of that. It's I've such a minor it. little thing, though. However, when she did do the correct punch, it was a Kirk punch, followed mm-hmm. by another Kirk move. So right. she played right. off she of did, Kirk's she fighting did playbook. Kirk Fu, which was nice. She totally Kirk Fu. But I still it. I was upset that with her idea. But yeah. I'm enjoying the show, other than the occasional psychotic camera angles. There needs to be a reason for crazy camera angles. Sometimes people just Modern experiment television. and it Modern doesn't television. work. I'm seeing it elsewhere too. For example, to me nuts. there's an awful movie that I haven't seen, but I know it's awful because it was made by Ken Brana. You can't change my opinion on that. I'm sorry. Murder on the Oriental Express. There's, there's a scene that people have complained about nonstop where they do an overhead camera angle of all the people so you can't see their facial expressions and he questions them one by one. People make weird decisions. Well, it would be like right and now where fine. we're just talking. If Kevin took the camera and started running circles around us. Exactly. Now, if I We'd took all get drink, tied was, up in the... Oh, I can't took, do shaky run cam either, like when people free cam it. was like... Oh. That you guys had slipped like some kind of drug into, and then he starts doing it. It would make sense because it's supposed to be my perspective of everything getting crazy, right? But when there's nothing going on, the camera should just be normal. <laughs> I've noticed that uh, in space shows specifically, no one can hear you scream. No one can hear you scream. <laughs> but I've noticed that there is an awful lot of, oh, hey, since we can, we're gonna follow the spaceship. Yes upside down and around mm-hmm. and you're like why are you doing this you're just making Kevin throw up yeah. so I'm going to sign a petition to rid off change.org I'm, yeah. kidding, I'm kidding so we've got another couple petitions going around um, go through real quick I'm going to start a petition to stop petitions <laughs> well there's obviously we've talked about this um, rewrite Star Wars episode um, any any and cancel it yeah so there's that um, it needs to be struck from the so canon because nobody liked it. A lot of people are having problems with Captain Marvel, apparently, and huh? it seems to mostly be men still. I've, yeah. I've, what, I like Captain Marvel. I loved Captain well, Marvel. Well, they don't like Brie Larson because she asks for diversity from the medium, and she says that she supports gay rights, but she hasn't actively like donated any money, so they should What's recast her as a gay woman of color, like the original Captain Marvel, and I can't find the original. There's like a thousand original Captain Marvels that were like men. Because the original Captain Marvel is a white dude. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I... From the the motor pool, we've got some people saying they liked Episode 8. I liked Episode 8, too. Yeah. 
I didn't have a problem with um, episode eight. Some people say that, you know, she can't play somebody eight years her senior, but actors do that all the time, it's called guys. Acting. It's called acting. Um, they also said it was disrespectful to have somebody who's not in the military play an Air Force captain. Was uh, that Tom Cruise was Tom Cruise in the Air it Force? Happens all the time. Because I seem to remember a lot of people who like Air Force films love Top Gun, <laughs> and I don't remember them calling Tom Cruise out on that. Yeah. But we live in call-out culture now. Like that wasn't at the time. That was Navy. Um, um, no. There's planes in it. They were forceful. I'm in just the air. saying that was Navy. So it's okay. It's okay. it's okay to play a Navy pilot and not right. be in the Navy. Um, there's a bunch of stuff. Um, there are so people who say uh, that she like stuff, can't act. The actors weren't really astronauts. Dang it! You um, people weren't astronauts. One guy is particularly upset that she wants to do all she wants to do is spread her message, and that's gross. Is She's that, allowed is, to. Is that part of Captain Marvel? This is yeah. She's supposed this to spread her message. So re recast her because she just wants to spread a bad message. We don't care. Some people say that she can't act enough to hold up next to the other people. I will say in Avengers. Particularly, so, she wasn't well written, so and she kind of just pops in and out, which I expected because there's so many people in Avengers, but she can hold a screen. I noticed something very interesting about Captain Marvel. I saw it, I saw it last week, mm -hmm. and my wife and I saw it. And one of the things I noticed very interesting about Captain Marvel, she doesn't act, uh, she doesn't have a lot of like dynamic emotional range and one of the reasons that I observed that is because they wrote her like a man they totally wrote her like a man and she's I, very I mean, straightforward and analytical I loved it yeah I loved it that makes sense to me but they wrote her as if she was a male character and so people were put I'm sure people were put off because she doesn't cry she doesn't whine she doesn't do all of the classic female things mm -hmm. that we expect from female characters in a movie. Mm -hmm. she, they wrote her straight up like a man. None of the uh, bodyguards for the Black Panther did any crying or whining. Right, which I which I wonder if that had the same effect. Mm -hmm. But it, but I loved every minute of Captain Marvel because Carol Danvers was written totally above board. And I loved it. There's a moment, and this is not a spoiler unless, like, you want to not hear any part of the movie. So if you don't, time out and come back in, like, 45 seconds. Was it, like, a twist thing? There, no, there's a moment in Avengers where they're complaining about her not coming back to Earth and helping them, like, try to clean up or do anything after the Thanos snap. And she's like, listen, well, didn't you're not the only damn planet. Quit whining. They you and they're like, see it. oh, good point. So to to the um, to the motor pool, you definitely want to go see this movie. It's Captain a good Marvel movie. is great. It's a great movie. Unless you're whiny and easily injured by a strong female presence, then which I'm not. Which, wham. You know, like you're this is my biggest thing is like the MCU yeah, exactly. in particular has been very good at writing their women. I've always appreciated that. Black Widow is very well written. She is strong. If she doesn't sit there her and cry movie. about her backstory because she had she has like a sucky past. I'm looking life. at you Age pointedly. Of Ultron, they underwrote her, I think. They did a little bit in Age of Ultron. They made her they the were, 
I'm the, I'm the caretaker for the Hulk. So. Yeah. I'm the Hulk taker. But there, you're allowed to be kind of a romantic in certain aspects. Like well, there are. No, I didn't know the romance between her and Banner were fine. I there have are, no problem with that. Yeah, there are different facets to women, and I've actually been discussing this with with friends and things like that. Women are complicated. I know women Come are complicated. On. You know the whole like damsel in distress thing. Honestly, is kind of fun every once in a while. Because I went to a haunted house just to get scared, and it was great. Because then he's like, oh, my God, I'm so scared. And I'm, like, actually scared. But I'm like, I'm just going to cling to you because I'm super scared. It's okay to, like, want to be the damsel in distress and want to be a badass and want to be just left alone as well. It's okay to be all those things. As long as you have agency. Exactly. My only My only problem with women is when they want to live as being the victim of everything in life. That is the only time I have a huge problem. We're all Own your stuff. Own your life. Also, EA. Do the you thing. have a huge problem with EA. I have a huge problem with EA. <laughs> and Ubisoft. Ubisoft. And Activision. And ah. Ubisoft. So, like, you're allowed to have different facets of yourself, and you're allowed to be different things to different people and have different relationships to different people in that aspect. Like a 20-sided die. Yes. Many facets. So, 20. like, you know... Whereas me, I'm a foresighter. I'm a caltrop. Totally. Like, I like to be tough and aggressive, but, like, I also just cried for, like, three hours at a BTS concert last weekend. So, like, I'm allowed to be both. Let me be both. My emotions are valid. Your emotions are valid. Caltrop. Anyway, on that note, so weird. So, here's the thing. You are allowed to be upset about things... You are allowed to, like, not like the things didn't go your way. And you're allowed to talk about those things, but own those things and don't put those on other people. Yeah. Did I just tie that back around? Because, yes, I did. You're welcome. Thanks for tying us up, Chelsea. <laughs> phrasing. Anyway. Are we still saying phrasing? Where's HR? We don't have one. We need to get off. HR is Kevin now. Kevin is okay. not going to be HR. He's going to run away. We already made him all got stuff. fired. Yes. <laughs> okay, so now uh, season four is over because we just got fired. Um. <laughs> oh my god. Hi. Uh, uh, it's been a heck of a season, man. y'all. <sighs> so, anyways. So, okay, so now we, we move on. So this is the end of our, our season. Uh, season four, and yeah. we're, we're done. For, we'll, we'll be back in season five. Now, we are broadcasting off and on throughout the summer. So, yeah, we've got conventions. Yeah. And, and we'll announce when we're broadcasting stuff, and what's so happening and special just, events like that. We just can't do our regular Tuesday meetings because we've now got our kids. So Well, they that, do. I don't. Don't look at me. Don't put that gonna, on me. We're going to be giving her our nope. kids. I refuse. So, anyway, <laughs> but once again, like to rem- want like to thank our sponsors, Geekway Homes and Malcon and Kieran Games. Wait, who? Kieran Games. Who? Kieran Games. Okay. Oh my God. It's because he's in the it's it's because he's in the motor pool. That's fine. <laughs> anyway, it he's angling matter. for a free ship. <laughs> I love my ship. Now, so our friendship. really quickly, because I do want to ah. foster this over the summer and I'm just ignoring your bad pun um, 
we want to know what you guys want for next season for season five. Yep. I know we've made a lot of changes, especially over season four, and we're getting better and better as we go. But since you guys are here all the time and listening and or watching, we really want your feedback, serious, honest feedback. So we'll create a post on the Facebook page. And send it to us a message so we yeah. can not lose so it. So send us Facebook messages, send us emails to... Questions at Rocky Mountain Geek Tank. We'll create some polls and things like that of what we think about doing for next season. I still do want to do a charity live cast at some yes. point, so we will try and make that happen. Um, it is a lot of work, so give us some time to figure that out, but we will make it work. And, you know, as we're doing live broadcasting on, at different conventions and things, if you want us to go seek out something, if we can do it, we will definitely try. But give us the feedback. You are our listeners, and we love you. So we're coming back in, it's August, right? When school Possibly. starts again, right? Like the end of August? So I think maybe it's the I end think of August. I think end of the August. end of August. So either end of August, starts. beginning of September. Mm-hmm. So we'll be back in the school season, which we, we think is We should say the beginning end. of September, because end of August we have NDK. Um, yeah, end of August. And then um, the, first or, like, the first or second week of September, I might be testing for the companion test at the Guild. I don't know yet. Not knowing they haven't what officially day selected. she's going to be doing guild um, work. And that's also a lot of our broadcasting well, they pressure that? on me. Um, they might. Because I'm they sure our definitely people let you attend. I'm already freaking out because, you know, part of the testing phase is they're now watching potential candidates to see if we're ready because they're not going to test us unless we're ready, which I really appreciate about the guild. I love that so much. Um, so. I'll see. I'll we let might you guys do little know. things like, like how tos. Like yeah. he was saying that on the, in the motor pool. How tos and like reviews and, and stuff, stuff like that. I think we should really start doing reviews and start doing bargain buys as yeah. well. we'll because do, we'll Troy some... is a magical being of finding bargains. Oh. So we should do bargain hunt adventures. <laughs> so we'll. I was gonna say he's not sparkling. No, not but we'll we'll see. start like posting things that we will do. But we'll definitely like change up the format every once in a while here and there. But. We'll see what happens. It's going to be the longest outro that we've ever done. I know. Yeah, I know. We keep trying to outro, and we're not. We're not succeeding in outroing. I've had coffee, and now I'm, like, hyped up on coffee. Can you tell I've had coffee? I had nitro stout, and it was great. Now I have a lot of caffeine, and I'm probably not going to sleep tonight. And guess what? There's no heat in my house, and it just snowed today because our furnace is broken. Okay, that's all the time we have for today. I've been Guy. I've been Troy. And I've been Chelsea. And this is Geek Tank. Thank you guys so much. Happy Season 4. As always, you can email us at questions at RockyMountainGeekTank.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for Rocky Mountain Geek Tank. Feel free to join the conversation. We look forward to hearing from you. Geek Tank is a production of Fox Blade Media and is protected under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. Your hosts today were Guy S. Davis, C. Troy and Chelsea Kramer. Kevin Weibler is our engineer, and our music was composed by David Coyle. Geek Tank is funded by listeners like you. Please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash foxblade.